What's up? Welcome to Faith and Other F-Words podcast, where we're all about creating a platform for badass women like you to discuss faith, politics, sex, dating, wellness, money, quantum physics, heaven, hell, you name it. No scripture verses, no condemning, no regurgitation of doctrine. I'm your host, Tanya Martin. I'm a corporate hustler, wellness coach, and honestly, just a girl tired of seeing faith misappropriated. So let's change that. Think of us sitting on my couch, drinking wine, having those deep, raw, intellectual combos only have with your closest, smartest girlfriends. Believe me, I'm still trying to figure it out too. But at the end of the day, I know it's these combos that bring us closer to discovering and fulfilling the freaking purpose God's placed into your soul. You ready to drop some F words? Let's go. Happy Thursday. Guess what? You are alive and that in and of itself should make it a beautiful day full of excitement. I know that right now we are going through quarantine life. It is a brand new era and way of living that we're not really used to unless you've been working from home for a while but even then you're not allowed to go out and socialize and we have to keep a good six feet away from one another and it can be very difficult to stay sane throughout this you've got kids you've got family members you have significant others you have animals there's a lot going on for all of us to just be indoors hanging out with each other 24 7 so I feel you if you're feeling some anxiety some stress but I have some tips for you so that we can make this more manageable and so that you can see this as an opportunity to do some really great things in your life so I'm going to share a couple of tips with you on how to make being home more manageable and how to stay sane throughout this quarantine life Number one, practice gratitude. And I know that for a lot of us that goes in one ear and out the other because it's like, yeah, 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 gratitude. But if you get into a routine of doing gratitude first thing in the morning, it allows you to have a perspective that's going to set the tone for the rest of your day. So if you can wake up first thing in the morning, not pick up your phone, not check social media, not read the news, not get that text message from your aunt who's like going crazy about all the things and is like freaking out. If you can just stop, wake up, and the first thing you do is set aside some time to practice gratitude, it just really changes your perspective on things at a time where there's a lot of instability. And setting up that gratitude is going to allow you to set up the day with good intentions and a sense of gratefulness um, that will carry on into the rest of your interactions and workload for the day. Not only that, but gratitude has been scientifically proven to improve your relationships, your health, your ability to empathize, and to help improve your self-esteem. Number two, get a routine. Now, whether you're doing a routine in the morning that's really in-depth or you just have a ritual for the way that the day is going to go, it's essential to keeping your sanity because having a routine lets your brain go into habit mode and it doesn't require a lot of thinking. So if you can get yourself into a habit mode and set up a routine, then your brain isn't 
exerting energy thinking, oh gosh, what do I do now? Do I do the dishes first or do I answer that email? Or do I help the kid with his homework? Or do I help him join the Zoom call? Like, I don't know what to do. But if you have a routine and you know that at 9.30, you are going to do all of your inbox emails. And at 10.30, you're going to help little Bobby with his math homework. And at 11.45, everybody in the house knows Mommy does her workout right at lunchtime and nobody, <laughs> nobody bother me. So having a routine is important because it's going to help you set up daily tasks. We have a routine outside of our home that we normally utilize, but in this case, you have to create one. Whatever your routine is, the consensus is that you should do three things every single day. Get dressed, do some sort of physical activity, and then set productive work hours. And what do I mean by productive work hours? Is shift your day to accommodate the lifestyle that you're living at home. If your significant other has an ongoing daily call at 2 p.m., don't schedule an ongoing daily call in the shared living space for yourself, right? So like adjust your day to fit your surroundings and try to set yourself up for the most productivity. Personally for me, my routine is I wake up, I put my contacts in, I brush my hair, I tell Alexa, play wake up happy playlist on Spotify. Then I walk over to my desk, I write up my gratitude list, I do a devotional, I review my day's meetings and my to-do list while I drink on coffee or sip on my pre-workout. The next thing I'll, I'll do is I will push play on my workout. If it's a really crazy morning, I will do some sort of physical movement, whether it's stretching or it's just a five-minute jumping jacks series. And then after that, I'll have breakfast from there. I shower, I change, I do my hair, and I do my makeup, and I'll check emails and my team chats in between. Finally, I sit down and I start my day for work by like 9 a.m. And then I'm aimed to be finished with my corporate job work by like 5 o'clock. And then I'm doing this every day because it gives me a sense of familiarity and it allows me to focus on other things instead of going, uh, what should I do now? And for some of us who are new to the work from home life or being at home all the time, it might be tempting to just stay in your sweatpants and in your pineapple bun on the top of your head and not bother putting on makeup because why? Like, who's going to see you, right? However, giving yourself that grooming is, again, setting the tone for your day. You're telling the day and you're telling yourself and you're telling your to-do list like, hey, I'm tackling the day. I'm ready in the same way that you had done previous to quarantine life. So you're trying to bring in a sense of normalcy. And honestly, a good coat of mascara really goes a long way. I know for me, a little bronzer and a coat of mascara and I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Okay, number three, work out daily. I know I spoke a little bit about this, about my routine, but honestly, your work from home life is involving a lot of sitting and often we have poor posture when we're sitting, you know, on the couch or on the bed, working on our laptop or we're on the patio or wherever we are, we're not really seated in places that are supporting our good posture. So offset those hours of inactivity with physical movement. Not only is a workout great for your body, but it's going to do wonders on your productivity and your mental clarity. 
highly successful people and admirable high performers worldwide will tell you that workouts are a pillar of their success. And success leaves clues, right? So why not listen? Now, COVID-19 does mean that we're taking a hiatus from our gyms and our favorite group classes. But that doesn't mean that you get into a funk and you're like, ah, F45's closed. I can't go to my orange theory class. I can't go to spin class and just sit on the couch and like munch on everything you see. Hashtag been there. But it means that we are resourceful and we pivot and we find new ways to incorporate physical activity into our life. So there's plenty of at-home workouts and free resources all over the internet that you can use. I've actually got 10 free workouts that I can share with you right now. Go to my Instagram. It's at Tata Conquers. That's T-A-T-A-C-O-N-Q-U-E-R-S. And slide into my DMs. I will send you 10 free workouts that you can stream. No strings attached. Nothing at all. However, if you are looking for more support, I run year-round virtual boot camps for busy corporate women and busy individuals alike to help them stay accountable to their health and fitness goals. So if you're looking for something more than just like, okay, I'll do some jumping jacks and you need more support, you need help with emotional eating, you need motivation and you want some social interaction while still obeying the physical distancing rules, slide into my DMs. I'm happy to help you. We have a new workout program I'm so, so excited about. It's a boxing one. And it incorporates lifting. Anyways, I'm going on a tangent, but slide in my DMs. I will hook you up. You and I will work out together. Okay, number four, get a dedicated workspace. So for those of you who are working from home and you're trying to juggle personal life with work life when all these hours are meshing together, make sure you get yourself a dedicated workspace. It does a couple of things. One, it tells your brain, oh, okay, This physical space means that we are shifting into a new task. So whenever I sit at my desk, my brain knows, okay, we are in work mode. When I go to my bed, it tells my brain, okay, we're now going to relaxation and sleep mode. When I go into the shower, it's a hello, good morning, let's wake up, it's time to get clean mode, right? So you're physical environment is giving your brain a signal as to what is going to happen, okay? So keeping these physical boundaries helps your brain know when it's time to work and it's time to relax. Now, creating a designated workspace doesn't have to be a whole room. It just needs to be a distraction-free setting that isn't used for other purposes. And even if this is a shared space like the kitchen table or the couch, that's okay. Just make sure that if you're cohabitating with somebody that you're over communicating your schedule so you guys aren't bumping heads or literally like bumping computers it can be really annoying and really distracting and really stress inducing if you're on a call and somebody else in your household is also on the phone or on a video and you guys are both trying to share this dedicated space it's going to cause frustration and angst between you and it's also frustrating for your brain to keep focused on what you're trying to do and also trying to not be embarrassed or frustrated or anxious about your surrounding environment impacting your call. So over-communicate with your 
roommates, housemates, significant other, and make sure that you are finding different spaces of the house to use. If you're going to have a dedicated workspace, maybe you need more than one place in the house, or you need to figure out ways to create a schedule so that it works with their schedule. Lastly, make sure that your environment is good for video calls and that means good lighting that means having a background and a space that's decluttered and this goes back to the over communication with your roommate or housemate um, I don't know about you but I have like a really severe anxiety that I'm going to do something really awkward and weird on a business video call like that my boyfriend's gonna walk by in like a towel or something or that my dogs are gonna bark or that I'm gonna have the camera pointed at like a weird inappropriate angle of my body. I don't know. I just have all these anxieties about being on a video call and the reason I bring up these anxieties is that it's cumulative. So anxiety about being on a video call and having all these frustrations, anxiety about having a workspace that's being shared with somebody else, anxiety about having a cluttered desk or having to share the kitchen table with somebody else and not having it be a welcoming environment. All of those little anxieties add up throughout the day that make you go, oh my God, the world is ending. COVID-19 is taking over. I can't handle it anymore. I have cabin fever. And it causes all of this anxiety that accumulates over the course of the day. And by the end of the day, you're just, ugh, right? And that's what we're trying to avoid. It's like, let's avoid all of these mishaps so that we can create Ah, okay, that was easy. My boyfriend has a call at two, so do I. He's going to take the phone call from the patio and I'm going to do my call in my office. And he knows that from two to three, I've always got this ongoing call. And anytime he needs to reach me or talk to me, he's going to wait till I'm done with my call. And then, ah, then we're not mad at each other. Then we're not having problems. Like, Just these little tweaks are going to reduce the stress and some of the anxieties that you experience throughout the day. So at the end of the day, you're not drained. All right, number five, organize your day and prioritize your work. So with a plethora of digital communications, it's really easy for us to get distracted and prioritize what is most important. You've got chats, you've got emails, you've got all types of threads and then LinkedIn and your phone and then text messages and Facebook Messenger and Instagram. Like there's all these like things to monitor. So it's really important to make sure that you prioritize what is most important for you and also to organize your day. And this is a little bit simple similar to getting a routine, but I I want you to think of a routine as something that you do out of habit, whereas organizing your day and prioritizing is something that you do on a day-to-day basis that changes. So this I do want you to think about and give intentionality to. Is it more important to cook dinner or answer that email? Is it more important to tackle that project or get on that phone call, like just thinking about it in that way. And then the other thing is organizing your brain. So for me, I use four items to keep myself on track. I use a best self journal. I use a calendar and I use a whiteboard. Oh, and the fourth thing is I use a Google Calendar. So I use Google Calendar for all of my corporate meetings and making sure I know what I have for the day. But then I will use my monthly calendar or my regular weekly agenda to take 
note of everything I need to do for my businesses, my podcast, my personal life, and just keeping it all together. And then I'll use my whiteboard to kind of keep track visually of everything. So if I look at my whiteboard right now, I'll tell you the different sections I've split it up into. So I've got a section for brain dump. And on the left-hand side, I've got my corporate brain dump. And on my right-hand side, I've got my personal and personal businesses brain dump. So on the left, everything I've got to do for my corporate job. On the right, I've got all the things I need to do for my personal life, for my fitness business, for my podcast. I just brain dump it all there. And then I have a section called This Week. And it's got six things that I must get done this week or six projects that I really want to accomplish for the week. And then I've got another section called today. And within the today section, I've split that up into a corporate job tasks. And on the right-hand side, I've got the personal stuff tasks. I have this whiteboard in front of me all day. And every time I'm like, I don't know what to do next. Like, what am I? I look at that as my like, oh yeah, it's like my compass. And then this is the part of my personal life that I want to share with you. I stole this from my friend Jackie, who was on another podcast called Empower Her Podcast, run by a good friend of mine named Keisha Fitzgerald. If you haven't checked it out, go do that now. Great podcast. And on this side, it is themed days of the week. So at this moment, I am quarantined with my roommate. Um, my dad lives on the same property as I do. And then my boyfriend, Garrett, is staying at my house, but he goes to work. So he works in construction and he's been having to go to work daily. So for me, I'm stuck in the house all day and I'm getting a little bit stir crazy. So to avoid the stir crazy, here's some tips that I have incorporated for that. So limiting TV consumption has been a big one because it's really easy right now to just like dive into Netflix and binge. But what that causes is a lack of momentum, a lack of action, and it can be a spiral down a depressing couch potato life, right? So we want to avoid that. So limiting the TV consumption, not binge watching an entire season in one night, which is so tempting, but instead finding themes or activities to fill the time. So let's avoid the things that are draining and causing us to be couch potato-y, number one. And then the second thing is let's fill that with things that bring us joy and is more innovative and more creative and really kind of nostalgic to what we would do when we were children and you would make up games and you would fill your time with more than just television, right? Like there was a reason why our parents told us you only get X amount of TV time. The rest, you got to run with your creativity. So we're kind of in that zone again. So what we're doing is we're going to do a daily walk. So we're going to have, we, this is what we agreed on. We're going to do a daily walk and then we're going to have dinner together. And outside of that, we will have themed days. So we're going to do Monday is a crock pot day where we try a new recipe. Tuesday is going to be rocket solo, (laughs) rocket solo Tuesday, meaning that Garrett and I will have different activities to do on our own. So we don't have to like do things together, whether that's me reading a book while he binge watches something or I work on my said projects or whatever it is, but just having that expectation that like for sure on Tuesday, there's no expectation for us to hang out or like do a shared activity. 
Wednesday is going to be Wise Wednesday where we do something that like makes us smarter or that has to do with challenging us mentally. So playing a game of chess or watching a really interesting documentary or listening to a podcast and then talking about it or discussing it could be, it could also be like doing a puzzle or I don't know, just things that like challenge your brain. It could even be some board games, but just anything that is going to mentally stimulate us. Thursday is going to be self-care Thursday, which is face masks or getting a manicure or I don't know, just something to do with like self-care. Friday, we're going to do a date night. Saturday, um, we're calling it Surfing Social Saturday. Garrett wants to get back into surfing. Don't know if that's allowed or legal. Need to Google it still. But if not, I'm going to do a run on the beach or we'll do some sort of like physical activity. And then in the evening, we're going to make it a social Saturday by jumping on a Zoom and making that be an opportunity to socialize and to reach out to family and friends and just interact with other people and just being intentional about that interaction and then Sunday we haven't really come up with a theme but it's probably just gonna be like lazy and meal prep Sunday so those are the themes that we're doing but I think having those structures to organize your week and prioritize your work is really really helpful and essential to staying sane now for those of you who are struggling with intense anxiety crippling depression during this time, I know that these tips aren't exactly going to provide immediate relief. If you're struggling really severely, I'm going to put some resources in the show notes for you to have and to reach out to. I'm not a medical professional. I'm not a psychologist. But for those of you who are not experiencing severe episodes of anxiety or depression, I think that these tips are really, really helpful. And I think mixing these tips with a lot of joy, a lot of fun, a lot of board games too, can make cabin fever feel a little bit anxious and hopefully a lot more sane. But I want to know, what are you doing at home to feel less crazy and less cabin fever? Because I want to know your tips. Slide into my DMs and tell me what you're doing to stay sane and to not like kill your significant other or your dog or your cat who's just been like driving you crazy okay so it's tata conquers on instagram come find me let's chat let's hang out i mean we're all at home anyways we might as well be friends if you found this podcast to be helpful i would so so appreciate it if you shared it with a friend if you have any topics or burning questions you think i should cover on here i'm really interested to hear your opinion as well all right Have a wonderful day indoors and, well, it doesn't have to be indoors, but um, have a wonderful day at home. Stay safe, stay healthy, and I'll catch you later. 